This is the day that the Lord have made. Let us rejoice and be glad. If you are able to, let us invite the presence of the Lord in our midst. Yes, Lord, we thank you for your presence. We thank you that you are here with us and we ask for nothing but your will, O oh God. Let your perfect will be done. In Jesus Christ's name, we welcome you and we thank you. Amen. Welcome to today's episode and a special welcome to those of you that are tuning in for the very first time. So happy to have you on board today. So happy to have you on board today. A quick recap of the last episode. I I don't know, man. The last episode was something different. Many of you, for the first time, you heard me in that. Um, you heard me like that. You're used to the smooth, easygoing kind of, you know, show. And the last episode was just a different one. I had no idea um, that it was going to turn out that way. I was just allowing God to do whatever he wanted to do. Um... And I really felt like a fire was shut up in my heart that morning. So you would have noticed that I didn't speak standard English like I tried to do in all my episodes. Because I have to bear in mind that people internationally are tuning in. I'm aware of this. And you know, I don't know how much of Jamaica native language that... Jamaican's native language that they understand. So I try not to speak our language and speak standard English. But, you know, God would have it a different way in the last episode. And so for some, you might not understand it or it might not make sense to you. And that's okay because we know not all the time when the Lord is moving people will understand you see i learned this from the story that is mentioned in the bible the parable of the souls and i talk a little bit about that in the episode titled which heart are you and one of the things i learned in that story of the parable of the soul is that not all the time god speaks it's for everybody amen we see clearly that as he spoke to the multitude, they didn't understand what he was saying. So the disciple took him one side to find out what was the meaning of the parable. And he revealed the secret or the mysteries, the mystery behind the parable. And one of the things he said to them was that this mystery is given to you. This understanding, this revelation is given to you. It is reserved for you and not all and so we understood that well i understand from that scripture that sometimes god will speak through his people his messengers and you you're there and you hear everything that 
is being said, but you just don't get it and it don't make any sense to you and it sounds like foolishness to you, but to the right person, it will make sense. They will get the revelation. Praise God. And so I believe God that even with the last episode to whom it belonged to, they received that word and their hearts were blessed by that powerful word. So we give God the glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we will be praying. We know that this season is all about prayer. So we will be praying. But before we get into prayer, we need to know what exactly are we praying for and how is it that we approach the Lord in prayer as we pray. So today I want us to turn our Bibles quickly, if we can, to the book of Isaiah and we'll be reading one verse from the book of Isaiah chapter 40. If you have those Bibles, open them with me and let us read the word of God. Praise God. Are you ready? So that's Isaiah chapter 40. We'll read verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagle. I want us to stop there. And let us read it again. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Praise God. They that wait upon the Lord shall mount up with wings and renew their strength like eagle. But only they that wait. What is the meaning of wait? What does it mean to wait? Well, according to the Oxford Dictionary, the meaning of wait is to stay where one is or delay action until a particular time or event. All right? So this means you're to stay and, and not to move from that place until a particular time or event now daily we exercise this very thing called weight for those of us who travel by um, taxis and buses and all of that we have to stand and wait at for a certain time for these transportation to show up Sometimes we're dealing with documents and we have to wait on certain documents in order to proceed to the next step. You go into the doctor's office, you have to wait until the doctor comes in or is able to see you. Someone might promise you something and you have to wait until that person 
brings whatever they promised let's say you don't have any food in the house and a friend promise you some money and you have to wait until that friend brings the money so you can buy the food and so it doesn't matter what is happening whether you're hungry whether you're late whether you're feeling sick if you have to wait you just have to wait so this is something we're familiar with we exercise it every day waiting so Isaiah the prophet said unto us that if we exercise the very same thing with God we will mount up with wings like eagle and I find it that many want to many have no pro problem to practice weight in their everyday routines and life but when it comes to God nobody wants to wait but that's for another <laughs> episode praise God so Isaiah said, they that wait upon the Lord. And he made a promise. He said, if you wait on God, you will mount up with wings like eagle. This is saying to me that you will soar above whatever it is that you were waiting on. Or he said, you will renew your strength you will renew your strength like the eagle but why did he use the eagle as a reference in this scripture that is what I want to know why did he use the word strength and 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 mounting up with wings like an eagle why did he use the eagle as an as a reference why didn't he use another bird or why didn't he use another animal what about patience endurance that Isaiah want us to understand where the eagle is concerned why did he use the eagle in comparison to what he was saying and I also noticed something I don't know if you notice if you read your Bibles, but I noticed that there are many scriptures that reference the eagle. There are many scriptures that talks about the eagle. In fact, I think it was Ezekiel. Please, if I'm wrong, please forgive me. But I think in the book of Ezekiel, he mentioned that one of the, the beings, the angelic beings that he saw around the throne of God or not one of but I think all four of them a part of their face or, or the shape of their head look like that of an eagle so he mentioned seeing this very creature this very bird around the throne of God so what is so symbolic what is so important about this eagle that Isaiah wanted us to understand when it comes to waiting or patience? Now, recently, the Lord sent me to research and to study and to know all I can about this bird, the eagle. And it was after 
I went to research, it brought me to this word. And I found some very important things about the ego. A lot of very interesting things that would blow your mind if you didn't know. Many, Maybe there are many of you that know this and I am late, but that's fine. But for those of us who don't know, I want you to research and learn about this bird because it's, it's a very interesting and, um, bird to learn about. But today I want to talk about a few characteristics, maybe two or three. Number one, did you know that eagles are positioned at the top of their food train, chain? Sorry, They're positioned at the top of their food chain. And so what this means is that they eat animals and no animals eat them. So they're always the hunter. Animals are the prey. They are never the prey. All right, so they are dominant. They conquer. Any war, any battle that they go to, they never loses. And even if, <clears throat> and I'm talking about a certain category of eagle because there are different categories of eagle. And specifically, I'm speaking of the eagle called bald eagles a bald eagle. I'm speaking about that category of eagle. Now, the bald eagle, they never normally lose his battle. When they go to attack, they never normally lose that battle. And if they retreat, it's not because they're scared, because they are fearless. So oftentimes, they, if they go to battle and they realize that and you might see, for example, on the documentaries where they retreat or they back away. It's not because of fear. They just pull back from the battle to assess the prey, to see the best way how they can attack and overcome. Or they might fly away, but not because of fear. They fly away because of understanding that that battle is not for today but they're fearless may i just point that out and so they're top of their food chain they are the hunters and never the prey another thing i want you to know about the bald eagle is that their strength is 10 times the average adult human strength this would mean that if the bald eagle should grip your arm. It is 10 times the strength of an adult average human. So this means that the bald eagle can pick up a human with, within the blink of an eye. And so there are many other interesting facts about this category of eagle. But I found something else that blow my mind and that helps me to understand a little bit better when Isaiah said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, renew their strength, keywords, renew their strength and mount up with wings. 
like the ego. You see, the ego when it gets to or let me let me let me go back. Eagles can live up to 70 years. They can live up to 70 years of age. But it depend it depends on that eagle. Because by the time the eagle gets to age 30, it has a serious life and death decision to make. What is this decision you may be asking? And where are you going with this? Praise God. So the ego has to make a life and death situation um, decision. And this decision will determine whether or not this ego will live to see 70 years. So by the time the ego get to this age of 30, it has to now go into something I call an isolation mode. This means that it has to withdraw itself from everything that it knows and everyone that it is used to. This includes family. This includes its mate and its chicklets, whatever um, if it has any, everything that it knows, it has to withdraw itself and go into a place, maybe somewhere up in a cave or a mountain top, where it will stay alone to go through its wilderness season. So when the ego find this place where it knows that, all right, this is where I need to be, it begins to knock its beak out of its place against a rock. Now the ego has to do this because by the time it gets to age 30, the beak itself becomes weak, the feather itself becomes weak and so you find it that that eagle can't really hunt anymore um, because its strength is the, 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 the feather and the beak itself is falling out of place or it's getting very weak so it can't eat so now it is in isolation mode the first thing it has to do is to remove that beak this itself is not an easy process it's not an easy process because it has to knock the beak out on the wall and this in itself comes with pain blood possibility bacteria which would lead to infection so on and so forth 
but it has to knock it out. It has to knock out the beak until it falls out of its place. Why? To make room for a new beak. Now, after knocking out this beak, the time it takes to grow back, let's give it about 100 days because this entire process of change takes up to 140, 140 days. So let's give it, say, 100 days. The eagle has to wait until this beak goes back. May I point out to you that during this time of waiting, it is alone, it is in pain, possibility might have a bacteria, possibility storms and all kinds of weather it has to go through, so it's cold, it's lonely, it's hungry, it's in pain. Then after the beat grows back, after going so long without food and company, then the beat grows back. It now has to pluck out one by one its feather to make room for new feathers to grow. Now, I don't believe all eagles survive this season. Because it is not, as you heard, an easy journey, an easy process. But the eagles that survive is the eagle with the mindset that this will come to an end. And I will rise stronger than I was before. Now, after the eagle, you know, pluck out its feather and it grows back, I must tell you, that eagle, according to research, is 10 times stronger than it was before it went through that transformation. Its beak is stronger. It's everything in strength has multiplied. And that eagle is more dangerous than it was before. Just like the eagle, many of us today, we have these seasons. Have you been there? This season of wilderness, I think for all of us, at some point in our life, there is a season, man. There is this particular season where you feel all that I mentioned about the eagle process and more. You feel like you're pressed into a place of isolation. Like, like you're forced into a, a, a place of isolation. Because the season that you're in, nobody can help you. Nobody have the answer. The people that you used to turn to who gave you the best advice, they're lost for words in the season that you're in. They have no answer. And just like Job who went through a, a season like that, 
where his friends, they didn't know what was happening and they were just searching for anything they could think of to find the answer to say, Job, this is why you're going through what you're going through. But Job knew in his heart that they did not understand. Some of us, we go through these seasons where it feels like wilderness. Nobody understand. Sometimes you can't even pray. Sometimes you can't even worship. Sometimes you're listening to a sermon or you try to find a sermon to encourage you and not even that can't help right now. Some of us, it is pain that we're experiencing in the body or emotionally. Some of us, is sickness, like the eagle probably had experienced bacteria and infection. Some of us were experiencing sickness. Some of us, it's all kinds of, all kinds of things combined. And it feels as though there is no way out. Because you have prayed, you have fasted, you have done all that you can within your strength. And it would seem as though your enemy is triumphing over you. It, will, it would seem as though your enemy is mocking you. Where is your God? Joseph had a similar encounter. Joseph that is mentioned in the Bible. There was this boy whom the Lord had shown when he was a child, his destiny. But he didn't really understand what it would take for his destiny for him to get to that place. He didn't understand the journey, but he but the Lord showed him where he would end up. And so out of excitement, he went and shared it amongst his siblings. Now the siblings got jealous, not only because of the dream Joseph had from the Lord, but also because Joseph was his parent, their parent, their, especially their father, favorite. And you know how it is when you're a sibling and your parent have a favorite. You really can't stand them. <laughs> All right? But we should love our one another. But, but the reality of it, when we see that our parents have a sibling that they favorite, it's their favorite, we kind of can't stand them. Now, I, I thank God I, I'm growing past that stage. But when you're young, growing up with your siblings, you understand what I mean, right? So Joseph, siblings didn't like him because... You're, you are our, our parent favorite. And not only that, you're coming to tell us that you saw our stars bowing down before you. Who you think you are? One day they, they saw an opportunity to destroy Joseph. And so they, they tried to beat him and, and they wanted to kill him. But one of his siblings there begged for him. And so they instead they sold him to a foreign country, a foreign nation. They went home and told their parents that, hey, or their parents that, hey, I think animals must have ate Joseph when you sent him to call us because we found 
his coat with blood. Joseph was away from his family. He didn't know his way back home. He was only a child. So Joseph went into a season of wilderness right there because he was in a foreign country. He didn't know the people there. He wasn't used to anything having to do with their culture. Their culture, he didn't used to their food. He didn't used to what they believe in, their paganism. He was, he probably felt out of place, far from home. He didn't speak their language. Maybe he would have seen them do some practices that he know is against his God and what he believed as it relates to the true and living God. To make matters worse, as Joseph grew and found favor in the king's sight and started to get used to this country now and the mindset of possibility, this is where I'm going to be. Here comes another problem. The king's wife lusted after Joseph, wanted Joseph to get intimate with her. And because Joseph refused, this woman had Joseph thrown in prison. So Joseph was in a foreign country, trying to build his way. Here comes another trouble. He was thrown in prison for something he didn't do. I can imagine Joseph saying to God, Lord, you forget me because this is not what you promised. This is not what you showed me. I honestly believe that Satan was behind all of what was happening to Joseph. Because Satan never wants us to come to the realization of our purposes. And once he realized that we know what our purpose are, we know where our destiny is, he'll do everything in his power to ensure that we do not get there. So let's say for some of us who said we want to give our life to Christ, Satan hear this and he will do everything in his power power to stop you from getting to that place some of us God has put some calling on our lives and the enemy knows this because he would have seen us operating in our purpose when we were a child and he sent everything away to destroy that purpose Some of us, God has already ordained us into our purposes. And Satan realized that those of us that are evangelists and those who are ministers and those who are pastors. And Satan decided that you're not going to walk fully into this calling. So he sent everything your way to destroy you. Praise God. And so, in that moment, as he was trying to destroy Job and to hinder Job from reaching his destiny, 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 he might 
might have been rejoicing and laughing because he knew that Joseph had this dream. But because of the very fact that, that Joseph had a place that he had to be at a certain time and season. And so he wanted to delay that or to stop that. And I, I think somewhere along that journey, Satan was rejoicing and laughing. Where is your God now, you dreamer? Now I have you in prison. Now I have you in a foreign country, away from all the things that you're used to and you're comfortable with and you know. And he was rejoicing and going on and on and on. Praise God. I believe that when the enemy sees us at our weakest point, he rejoices. When he sees us in that place of wilderness, in pain and suffering, he rejoices. And these thoughts come to you. God has forsaken you. God has abandoned you. Where is God? But I thank God for Isaiah's word today. That reminds us that though you might experience a season where you feel all alone and you're feeling all kinds of pain and suffering and things just don't make sense. One thing God is requiring of you in that season and is that you wait upon him. Sometimes we don't have to do anything else. We don't have to take matters in our own hand. That's the thing with us as humans. We like to take matters in our own hand when we don't understand what we're going through. We go and we say things that is far from what it is. We murmur, we grumble, we backbite, we curse, we fight. We do all kinds of things because we just don't understand what is happening, you know, in, in that moment. In that situation, we grumble. You might have gone to the doctor and you get a report of a sickness and you start to murmur to God. God, after I've done all this, you're going to tell me now that this is what the doctor is saying. Really, God? God, I've been faithful to you in serving you and look at what is happening in my household. Look at what is happening in my workplace. Really, God? And we take matters in our own hand. We grumble, we complain, we murmur. But I love the eagle because the eagle, as it goes through that transformation, I'm sure it's not thinking, God, why did you make us this way that we never just live until we wanted to live as long as we can? Why we have to go through this season of transformation? The eagle has the mindset to know that this season is a necessary glory to God. I believe the Lord is saying to you today that if you find yourself in a season like that of the eagle, it is because this season is sent to build your character. It is to renew some stuff. It is to cause you to soar at a, a level and another dimension, hallelujah, in the Lord that you have never saw before. Glory to God. Now, I could have shared a few experiences of mine, but for time's sake, I can't. 
But I know that some seasons have come to cause us to go to a different level in God that we have never been before. But only under one condition. If we wait and if we allow him to do what he wants. And so yes, it might be uncomfortable. And yes, you might feel alone. And yes, you might be suffering. And yes, it might not make sense to you. But trust God. Trust the Lord. The word of God says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And lean not unto your own understanding. If God allow it, it is for a reason. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so today I just want to encourage your hearts. That if you find yourself in a season. Like the eagle. Transformation or Joseph experience or Job experience or even all of that combined remember the faithful saying of Isaiah the prophet of the true and living God and he said they that wait upon the Lord so I encourage you to wait if it means you just have to stay and not move and not speak a word. Do you know that you can sit in silence, in suffering and not say a word to God and God is able to read everything that is going on with you in that moment? Do you know that silence is a communication with you and God? Praise God. Did you know that? It is a communication between you and God. The very silence. If you just sit before the Lord in silence. God understand. Because he knows everything. And so I just want to encourage you today. To wait upon the Lord. When you find yourself in seasons like that that I mentioned. Or even more. Just wait. Just, just sit still. And know that he is God. Humble yourself under the mighty hands of God. God, I don't understand this. But you know what? I have nothing to say about it. Have your way. I just pray that by the end of this experience, this season, whatever this is. Season of uncertainty. I'm just asking that I shall come out as pure gold. So whatever it is that I'm lacking in terms of character that you need to see in me, let it be done. Whatever it is, but I am choosing to stand on this word, Isaiah 40, 31. If I wait upon you, you will renew my strength and I will soar with wings like eagle. I believe God that you're going to soar out of your situation. I believe God that your strength is coming back to you in double portion. 
I believe God that everything that you lost and every sufferings that you have experienced, he will reward you double for your trouble. But only if you wait. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. God is worth waiting for. The Lord Jesus Christ, he is worth waiting for. Because unlike man who make promises and, and ask you to wait on them and they never show up, God will never go back on his promises. And he tells us, if you wait on me, I will ensure that I restore. Praise God. So put your trust and your confidence today in the Lord in your season of uncertainty and watch him as he renew your strength in the right time. When the time is right, when you are ready, he will renew those strength and you will soar with wings like eagle. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. This is where we come to an end of today's episode. In part two of the next episode, we will be praying on this matter. Glory to God. Glory to God. We will be praying that the Lord gives us the strength to endure, gives us the patience to endure, give us the courage to endure, and help us to trust him always in our seasons of uncertainty. Until next time, hallelujah, my friends. It is and always should be the love of God for you and for me. God bless you. God richly bless you.